Siempre Palante presents the Aguacate Chronicles. Aguacate. Dímelo. Aguacate. Dímelo. Hola, mi gente. Welcome to the Aguacate Chronicles. I'm your host, Hirabdo Luis Alvarez. You know I'm all about celebrating cultura and one thing at the center of it is food. Arroz, rice, penil, pork, frijoles, beans, tostones, plantains, and the inspiration to the show, aguacate, avocados, a favorite in the Alvare household. I'm going to stop here because my stomach is growling so much it sounds like conga drums. <laughs> Seriously though. Food unites us, it brings us together. So I invited mi hermano Deiso El Afro-Caribeño, CEO of the Core Digital Piragua Arts Space and Brand to help break this down. A big palante shout out to all the amazing guests in season one. We're going to share some exclusive bonus footage of their favorite foods and beverages they love growing up and still enjoy to this day. Fair warning, you will be subject to cravings regardless of the time you listen to the episode. I highly recommend you have DoorDash downloaded. There's a good chance you'll be placing an order to satisfy those cravings. One more thing, we are not responsible for any weight gain as a result of listening to this episode. So relax and enjoy the Aguacate Chronicles. Special limited edition bonus, el bonus. Tenemos aquí un exclusivo, el hombre del exclusivo. Deiso El Afro-Caribeño. What's going on, brother? You know me, Deiso Afro-Caribbean. Take it from me, barito, bomba plena, Latin hip-hop salsa. All up in the same song. I just had to get that out my system. Uh, good evening, my friend. What's going on, man? And nothing much, man. We're, uh, we're doing something for the listeners. The millions and millions of listeners for Siempre Palante. The millions of fans, millions Padeiso el Afro-Caribeño. You already know. La, la cosa es que I, you, you had sent me some links to a couple of snippets. You made your hambre. I, you know, I, I want to I wanna eat now. I want to have quesilleto, penil, arroz, con aguacate. Everything that I heard on the thing, the recording, that's what I want to eat. Well, that's the whole point, man. I mean, well, listen, we, we, you know, we want people to have piraguas. But while you're having a piragua, you got to rep. Wash it down. Yeah, you got to wash it down. <laughs> rep the brand. This branding. You see Palante in the back, piragua in the front, you know, party in the back, party in the front. <laughs> so, and then you got the yerba buena. Ya tu sabes, you know, every food source has to have the herbs and spices like yerba buena. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's all about. So, me over here, my, my good friend, Papi Swing, a.k.a. Papi Songo, a.k.a. Mr. Hengibre, a.k.a. Oh, we're going to start going down the list. But we're doing something special here. It's called the Aguacate Chronicles. But it's not just aguacate. This is just kind of to start the conversation, you know, so that way you can get your toast, your Cuban bread your rice crispy treats, whatever, your rice cakes, I should say. Put a little spread on there, you know, because aguacate is multi-purpose. And uh, Deiso knows a little bit about that multi-purpose aguacate. Yeah, the, the, I was going to say the aguacate moisturizer and hair conditioning treatment. That's important. 
We don't let it go to waste. Yeah, let's not give it away. So let's let's go into uh let's go into the to the first to that first take, man, of the aguacate chronicles. My grandmother used to believe in the aguacate so much that not only would we eat the aguacate, but if it got bad, she would put aceite de oliva and put it on me as a moisturizer for my skin and my hair. If it's a natural conditioner el aguacate that's a real aguacate story right there that's what i'm talking about so tell me a little bit about that my friend it shows the power of being innovative not only creative with things we make but things we can create from a food source and turn that into a skincare product i mean come on guys Abuelita was way ahead of her time with that one. Before there was Milta Perales, Productos Milta, there was Abuelita Celia was doing her thing with the aguacate. Listen, the unofficial sponsor, they don't know it yet, but it's it's Google. (laughs) Google. Um, We're putting that out there to the universe. So people Google, you know, go in there, do a search. You know, and everything we drop, if you don't understand, and we didn't give you a breakdown well, it's just, old, it's just so old school. You know, we have to take it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, this whole this whole idea is is wild because, you know, season one of Siempre Palante was an experience in itself. And to have these wonderful guests on the show, including the one in front of me right now, visually, uh, but you can hear him. Um, and let me tell you, when you hear Deso, I, 99% of the time he's singing. So, uh, you know, he's dropping them jewels uh, and then 1% of the time he flips it. So the other 1%, he's promoting Piragua, New Village, Deso, you know, everything under the sun. And then he flips it. The brother then goes 99% hustle mode and 1%, you know, it's just, there's no, there's no middle, you know, there's no middle. Uh, that's the plug. Piragua Art Space, ladies and gentlemen. This collaboration has been brought to you by the Piragua brand. You know, Palante con la Piragua, Palante Piragua, all that good stuff. So check out my man's space. Check out my man's music. And this is a festival coming up pretty soon. So go to the links, donate to the festival. It's all good. It's for the community. So, but yeah, we're going to be dropping shameless plugs throughout this whole session. Uh, so back to the food. Amen. Uh, to the food, I hambre, I hambre. We're hungry for culture. Yes, yes. Mi, mi gente were asking for this. They were asking for food segments, you know, and we did these aguacate moments. Uh, it's like a little bonus after the interview for each guest in season one. I would ask each guest, uh, what is your aguacate moment? Your El momento del aguacate. And it was basically the inspiration was from Growing up in a Cuban household, there had to be aguacate. Now, close second was bananas, you know, green bananas, yellow bananas. There had to be bananas. But aguacate was something special, you know. That's what spawned this idea. And so here we are talking about it. Deso kicked it off. And, and we, we, we just heard Deso talking about the multi-purpose use of aguacate. And I want you to take time to give a shout out to somebody special because you learned that from who? Celia, Celia, Abuelita Celia Osorio. Rest in peace, Abuelita. Abuelita. Que Dios te bendiga, Abuelita. Big shout out to you, to all our ancestors. And 
So what was that about? What was that first experience, man? Hearing about that wakate and just like, what's going on here? I found it very strange. You know, I was a kid, so I was like, "What? It, why is this happening? Why is my grandmother doing this to me? She's trying to torture me. Uh, you know, I mean, and, and it took all these years later to, to reflect, you know, hence all, everything. A lot of the work that I do is reflections of my childhood. And then coming to that understanding that there was a purpose behind pretty much everything they did that I thought was a little, you know, a little kooky, a little off. Um, because I really didn't have a greater understanding of, of, you know, the struggle, the hustle, you know, even you, you know, multi-purpose, you know, re, uh, recycling things, you know, when, when it wasn't even a thing back then, you know, we used to like re reuse things for so many uses, you know, la, la plancha was what you used to make grilled cheese, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so a lot of those things, a lot of those things, uh, now resonate as I start to reflect and, you know, gaining a lot more experience on life and understanding what that struggle really means, um, allowed for the opportunity to utilize it, to, uh, create, create new songs, create the brand, um, Piragua is the hustle you know, um, uh, celebrating our ancestors' entrepreneurial spirit. My abuelita used to sell piragua. She used to sell alcapurrios. Uh, she would sell uh, bacalaitos and pasteles. She used to knit hats, sell that. So she was like the ultimate hustler um, as it relates to, you know, making ends meet and putting food on the table. So, you know, that was the power of, of that uh, recycling the aguacate, you know, understanding the power of the nutrients that were in the aguacate to bring us health, to bring life. Um, so yeah, pretty deep stuff when you look at it from a different perspective. And I love the, the thing, just, I love, I love everything about the story that you shared in that, in that little clip. I mean, it was, it was, so much to it. It's short and brief explanation, but it was cool about the multi-purpose use because yeah, the aguacate went bad. That doesn't mean just because it's brown doesn't mean it still doesn't have a use. You know? And 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 let me tell you something, it, it's work because if you look at my man's head of hair, my man is looking good, you know? Yeah, Abuelita did. Yeah, she did great work on this, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> obviously with me, you know, it, it didn't transcend. <laughs> um, you know, I, I am I am Calvito, but you know, hey, that that go, the, the BS goes over my head quicker. So that's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. <laughs> but I could still use, you know, because Avacate is like an oil. So you could still use it for skin moisturizing and... You know, so those, those are the, the things. Hola, mi gente. What's up? This is Deso El Afro-Caribeño here with my brother Álvarez on Siempre Palante. There's one thing before we go to the next segment, because you know I got to bring this up. It's one of my favorite stories. The mangoes. <laughs> El momento del mango. Yeah, I think, again, it's it's about reflecting on things that we probably disregard when we're younger. And, um, you know, so it was the same. But to me, when I went into Puerto Rico and I saw that they had all these wonderful resources, underutilized resources, 
Um, it, it and you know it, it also tells a story on how we take things for granted. You know, like being that these mangoes were growing everywhere, like on trees, falling, people you know barely paid attention to it. But coming from New York, I was just amazed. Like, wow! Like, because this whole area was called El Mango Cupeval. So a lot of these mangoes would just go to waste. And, you know, I found that, you know, as a learning from Abuelita, because I had just come from the South Bronx where she was selling everything under the sun. I was like, why are they not trying to sell these mangoes? This is money right here. So there was like gold all over the roads because the, the, you see the pits and the carros would just go over these mangoes. So I would, I would just collect the mangoes, shake them off the tree, take them down to La Plaza and sell these boxes of mangoes and make some cool money that, you know, again, people were just disregarding this as, you know, an underutilized resource. And Abuelita taught me well. She was like, we can use these mangoes. After I made, guess the mango uh, fraps, I was doing mango juice. I did everything with the mangoes. And then I was like, you know what? I have a few left over. Let me go take these down and sell them. So I would just sell the boxes and, um, you know, made it a little change. In between break dancing at La Plaza with my little break dancing crew, vendiendo mango. That's how we made ends meet. What's really cool about that story, and I love it, and they, they still got stories for days. And, and, and I love the fact that, you know, that ingenuity, right? Like that, that hustle. This is, here's a resource that's all over the place. It's falling off the trees and you took it, you flipped it. And I feel like di- this connects to this, the Aguacate Chronicles, because we talk about our favorite foods growing up. We talk about the things that resonate and we have a memory and there's recipes behind it. Uh, and there's things that how they're made, it's unique in its own way. Some might be very similar, like, you know, white rice, you know, arroz, or, you know, it can be platanos, you know, green, green plantains, or, you know, it, there's, it's, it's, they're very similar. Some people are like, oh, well, no, every culture and every upbringing has a unique, even within the, la cultura puertorriqueña, you know, the Cuban, Dominican, go on and on, right? We have a unique way of making foods. And I feel like that's why these segments are going to be special in their own right, because the guests share what they remember, you know? Yeah, I had to, I had to look a few up, um, you know, because like even uh, the gentleman that talked about the adobo rice, you know, we, we, that's different for, for us, you know, on our side in terms of adobo is just the seasoning. But it seems like the adobo rice, which I guess you'll play later, but uh, it's very different from. So, yeah, there's there's terms and there's names for things that, you know, all mean something different, very similar. But like you said, it's not exactly the same. But that's what makes it unique, because when you go to somebody's house crib growing up and you try their food, you're like, wait a second, what did you use to? It's different. You know, the suena un poquito diferente, pero tiene un tumbao, you know? Right. Uh, So let's, uh, let's hear, let's hear what we got next here. This is, uh, this next segment is from our good friend, Aurora Flores. Shout out to Aurora, uh, pioneer, you know, in every aspect from activism, journalism. I mean, she's been on TV. I mean, she's, 
what hasn't she done? She was one of the founding, um, founding journalists. I would say the, just the documenting the salsa history, you know, with Fania and, and really telling the stories how they should be told, you know, with it. She's always making sure that we're in the narrative when I say we, the Latino culture, Puerto Rican culture. So let's, let's hear what, let's, let's hear what Aurora has to say. Bananas, yellow bananas, green bananas, didn't matter. There was always bananas in the house and a can of lard. <laughs> and that was hard to find. We would come to the Marqueta every weekend to make sure we had the green platanos. She made more the sweet ones. And then she'd also take them and make them almost into like a little meatball. And she would put them in the beans. Oh my God, it would give it such a good flavor. <laughs> she would make little bolitas de masa. And the masa, she would make it like if she was making patelas. She would use the coconut milk. She would mash it up. But then she'd make it into little balls. And of course, she made the beans from scratch. She had them the day before. Then she would boil them. But we love aguacates too. So aguacate viene de lo azteca. Because when you take two aguacates and you put them together, what do they look like? It's a man's scrotum. And that's what it was. Man. <laughs> <laughs> she broke it all the way down literally literally all the way down all the way down yeah so so we'll go in reverse since we already right. talking about that she you know aurora is is a historian i mean I, there's so many different things she is a renaissance woman and and well versed in all hats she wears what she's talking about when she dropped that last piece with the as la jateca and you know the aguacates and again part of history how food has history behind it and the unique way that every culture it, what it means to every culture so yeah that that whole thing what did you feel when you heard that like that must have been like Left field. But that was that was that was enlightening. I, I never saw aguacates and and throw and thought of the scrotum. Uh, I'm gonna be looking at it very differently now. Thank you, Aurora. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah, I guess in in nature, I'm I'm. It just right now, just trying to digest. Um, we can probably see resemblances of of male and female in in nature and trees and, 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 you know, fruits and vegetables and things like that. Um, but I just never, you know, saw that in that way, but it, it's something to, I'm going to be looking at all fruits and vegetables very differently now. Let's put it that way. Thank you, Aurora. A little different, a little different. When you send the emojis. People are going to think I'm crazy when I'm in the fruit section of the supermarket. <laughs> Thank you, Aurora. You know. Oh, man. You're going to be like, este tipo está loco, el tipo está loco. Nah, man. Nah, eso es, eso son cosas, man, la cultura, man. That's, that's the beauty of the culture, man. And, and when she was breaking down the green plantains, los plátano, you know, and then the use, that was crazy because I've never tried it that way. When she said they were yeah. rolled up into little meatballs and put in, yes. you know, to mix up with the rice and beans. Yes. Uh, again, once again, multi-purpose. Um, you know, it's you know, utilizing every little bit because you might be like, "Hey, I'm gonna use this freilo as tostones." You might have some leftover. 
eso se guaya. That's the, then, then you're taking it into another level. You're guayando. You're putting like a little garlic in there. You're putting it in the beans and it's giving it the flavor of the guineos. I've actually had that. They do the other ones that are called arañitas where they, again, grind it and add some flavor to it. And instead of just making tostones, they're like, you know, like little sprinkly type tostones where they're like real crispy shredded. Um, they're platanos or guineos, but yeah, I think uh, it's it's a beautiful thing when you know again the creativity and how we utilize our foods. I mean, you know, it's just in our DNA. You know, it's like how many ways can you utilize a guineo? You feel me? And there's a bunch. And she 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 was, she mentioned about the coconut milk, right? Man, it's like, and I never. When she was talking about that and just hearing that segment a lot, it it just it's, it's ill because it it, re- it really makes you. I mean, to me, man. I mean, I get hungry. These sessions just got me hungry and hungrier just listening to them. And I'm sure everybody's just going like, "Okay, that's it. We're gonna pause the show." Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, "Estoy loco que termine esto para ir a comer." <laughs> Yo, but you know what's funny she mentioned all of these things she mentioned the aguacates and the guineos and all that but then she briefly she breezed by the lard she just threw that in there because oh she dropped and, and it I, right she didn't mention anything about it but it's funny because it, it seems like pretty my grandmother had lard like they use that a lot to cook back then um they used to use the um what do you call that the fat back you know the the pedacito del del chicharrón del de puerco even to make the white rice where they would fry the fat back in there with the lard and make this right that white rice was off the chain the the only deal was that by age 12 you probably had like (laughs) el colesterol estaba through the roof with the lard but it was like wow i haven't tasted that type of rice it was very different very delicious um but yeah they 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 were using a lot of the lard that was that was a staple and so i I noticed she mentioned it briefly and then she was like let me not even get into the lard piece but yeah that's serious business right there Hola, soy Aurora, and I'm listening to Siempre Palante, always forward, always moving towards the future. Man, that's, it's real. And, and like, look, I remember with the plantains, los plátanos, plátanos maduros, but more like the green plantains, you know, los plátanos verdes, the, the charritas, you know, the, my dad... Man, love making charritas. Um, in, in, in South Florida, they call them mariquitas. Um, and they fry them. They're either longer or sometimes they're shorter, but I'll call them charritas. Um, some cultures call it chifle. I know um, my family, my on my wife's side, uh, Ecuadorian and Colombian, her, her father, he be saying chifle. Um, but yeah, man, las charritas, man, that was like, dude, I, I, I probably had my first charrita like, couple months in being in this planet i ain't gonna lie i mean it's just i love the, the crunchy chips you know and, and and they're freshly fried and then you throw a little bit of salt on them man 
man, forget about potato chips. Lays ain't got nothing on charritas. Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Although Lays, if you want to sponsor the segment, you're more than welcome to. We we could also negotiate you guys uh, packaging the charritas as well if that's a discussion. You can get into the charrita business. Lace lace charritas. (laughs) You know, let's throw it out in there. Charrita Lay. Charrita Lay. Ya tu sabes. True story. My dad, I remember, used to, like, the house would smell like fried plantain chips, charritas. And my mom would get so mad. Panji, pero por qué tú estás? La casa esta y esto y lo otro. And she'd be like, getting crazy and and um you know that's my dad's nickname is Banchi and and he would just get upset you know and throw a couple words you know we won't keep it PG but uh we keep it G Ellie I want all kids to listen to this so but the true story yeah he would get real upset and then finally in the latter years he opened up so now we 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 grew up in Perth Amboy and later later in my life we moved to Rawway Rawway, New Jersey. Shout out to Rawway. Shout out to Perth Amboy, New Jersey. And he would open the garage door, get a makeshift little burner, put it on top of a garage, like the the, the garbage can, makeshift burner, and then fry the plantain chips with the garage door open. And the neighborhood, the scent would go... Mind you, this is not like, and, and neighbors used to just come out like, what's going on here? Que pasa aquí? You know? So that was my dad. We, you know, and my mom would come home and say, what are you doing? Pero tú me dijiste que no puedo estar, pero going. <laughs> you, you tell me I can't, you know, fry in the house and now, you know, so. Yeah, man, that was, that was a crazy story to this day. I think about that. Yeah, once again, being innovative. He's like, we're gonna make we're gonna make it work. I'm gonna make it work. After listening to this episode, I am mi gente. And trust me, you will only get hungrier for the next few that are dropping. Gracias for taking time out to listen. Take it a step further and show some love. Rate, review, follow, subscribe, like, and share on your favorite podcast platform. Special thanks to all my season one guests, Aurora Flores. Deiso El Afro Caribeño, Santiago Ramones on the edit, and DJ Andre Jones of Stat10 Productions for helping me with the intro. Tune in next week and remember, it's all about the aguacate.